WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning to you. Glad you're up bright and early with us here at 6 o'clock for our first check of Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Trump wows the seniors. More in one minute. And are the wheels starting to come off the Democrats' fast moving impeachment train? We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. President Trump tells senior citizens at the villages he's all about their health care. We are making your Medicare even better, and we're not letting anyone, it will never be taken away from you. Trump touted a new executive order that aims to bolster Medicare Advantage, a program involving private insurance companies that contract with Medicare. As for the impeachment inquiry, the president claimed that Democrats are consumed with rage. There is no longer a moderate wing of the congressional Democrats. They've gone crazy. They've been hijacked by the radical left. And Trump accused Democrats of plotting impeachment because they know they can't beat him in next year's election. Before leaving the White House for Florida, President Trump said he wants China to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. It's reportedly the second time this year he's asked Beijing to look into the Democratic presidential frontrunner. CNN reports White House records of a June phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping show Trump brought up the political prospects of Biden and Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. There's all kinds of major impeachment-related news, and we will get into the rest of it here uh, right after the news, Alan. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A security guard is hurt after a shooting in Orange County. It happened late last night at Orange Blossom Center. Deputies say the guard was shot while trying to break up a fight between a man and a woman that started on a megabus. The guard was taken to the hospital and he's in serious but stable condition. No arrest has been announced. A former Volusia County cop finds himself on the wrong side of the law. Stephen Braddock was a sergeant on the Port Orange Police Force. He surrendered this week after he was accused of stealing more than $300,000 from his mother, who suffers from dementia. A new plane is being built for Governor Ron DeSantis while lawyers work out details of the contract. The negotiations have gone on for more than two months, and it still isn't clear when Governor DeSantis will get to fly in the $15 million, nine-passenger Cessna Citation Latitude. Instead of a lease, the state will buy the plane and make payments using $1.2 million in recurring state funds. Former Governor Rick Scott sold the state plane, forcing DeSantis and his wife to borrow private jets owned by donors. Mike Stevens, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. There was an emergency early in his governorship, as we recall, right? When he was flying in one of these old planes. I mean, it wasn't exactly a crop duster, but it wasn't up to snuff. And I think it had to land in St. Petersburg on an yeah, emergency just basis. just a few days after he took office. Yeah, yeah. The Rays are in Houston for Game 1 of their American League Division Series today. Tampa Bay sending Tyler Glasnow to the mound opposite Astros ace Justin Verlander. Rays manager Kevin Cash. There's no doubt their starting pitchers are dominant. We're going to face a guy that's arguably the best pitcher uh, for the last decade and a half, two decades. Uh, But their offense is right there with them. 
The other ALDS opens at Yankee Stadium tonight as New York hosts the Minnesota Twins. The National League Division Series began yesterday with the Dodgers blanking the Nationals 6-0 and the Cardinals edging the Braves 7-6. Your Yankees finally get into the playoffs today, right? Yeah, it seems like forever since they've played. (laughs) It's been since last Sunday, but uh, they start... uh, the series against the Twins tonight at Yankee Stadium. Big day for baseball. I think there's four games that are going to be on. Yeah. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A Nickelback video is removed from President Trump's Twitter account. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. What heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox, we greet you. Good Friday morning, one and all. Take a seat on the 50,000-watt front porch and buckle up because we got a ton of breaking news on the impeachment front. And we're going to get to all of it just to whet your appetite. Fox has now confirmed that the White House today will send House Speaker Pelosi a letter essentially daring her to hold a vote on the Democrats' impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Wants the whole House to vote, says they will not cooperate with her until she does that. So we shall see what we shall see. We are glad you're here. If you want to talk impeachment, uh, get on the 50,000-watt front porch via the phone at 407-916-5400. Go toll-free at 866-916-5400 if you'd like. And, of course, the text line is always active, wide open at 23680, but standard message and data rates apply. Um, Hot topics, local, national, from here till 9 o'clock, and we think it'll be worth your time. We hope you can spend as much of your Friday morning with us as possible. We look forward to it, and we're about to get rolling, Alan. Right after an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, that is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.07. A check of local headlines for you right now. A tragedy and a mystery in the news out of uh, out of Seminole County, a lake in the western part of the county, could be the scene of a double tragedy. A man's body was pulled from Border Lake last night after an apparent drowning, and another man remains missing. The two men were apparently fishing in a canoe that was found underwater. Their identities have not been released. The search will resume at daylight this morning. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Gaffy, get ready for PM Orlando from 5 to 6 this afternoon. That letter that Trump's going to send to Pelosi daring her and demanding, really, that she hold a full vote before she gets anything out of the White House. They're supposed to, you know, respond to subpoenas today or be held in contempt and it's obstruction of justice and all of this could be an explosive day on impeachment. Show prep starts now, bud, for PM Orlando. <laughs> it never ends now. It's kind of become yeah, almost 24-7, exactly. you know. Anyway, here we go. Uh, listen to Trump. Uh, if the Democrats thought he was going to fold his tent and go quietly into the night, and say, oh, this is really scary. They may throw me out of office because of that, uh, that exchange with the, the president of uh, Ukraine, Zelensky, here, and, and, and the idea, which I deny, that there was a quid pro quo, you're not getting any aid out of us unless you pay 
play ball and investigate the Biden boys doing business over there. Uh, You had another thing coming. As a matter of fact, Trump put it right out there, not only on Ukraine, which he talks about here briefly, he wants China to investigate the Biden boys. Listen. If they were honest about it, they'd start a major investigation into the Biden. And by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Bidens. Because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with, uh, with Ukraine. Now, listen to Joe Biden here responding, conceding, as you'll hear, that he talked with his son Hunter about his business more frequently than he has previously admitted. Mr. Trump and his hatchetmen and the special interest funding his attacks against me I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to destroy me, and you're not going to destroy my family. I talked to my son. Uh, I, I, we've, we've communicated. He lives out in California. We communicated a couple times. Uh, but look, uh, there is zero, 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 zero evidence of any assertion being made. All right. We'll see, Joe. We'll see. Now, moving on here. Um The chairman of the Federal Elections Commission uh, has posted online a reminder that seeking foreign political help is illegal. This is what the Democrats are trying to hang Trump with. This whole letter and and of of the transcript of the phone call, which the president put right out there to President uh, Zelensky back in June, June or July. Anyway, this summer uh, is is why they say they have to impeach him and throw him out of office here because it is a violation of his oath and uh, and et cetera. And the head of the Federal Elections Commission, who is Ellen Weintraub, um, has said this. Let me make something 100% clear to the American public and anybody running for public office. It is illegal for any person to solicit, accept, or receive anything of value from a foreign national in connection with a U.S. election. Um But Trump says, you know, this thing with the Bidens, it's not all, this is not really about trying to damage a potential opponent. He tweets this, as the president of the United States, I have an absolute right, perhaps even a duty to investigate or have investigated corruption. And that would include asking or suggesting other countries help us out. So the president's not running for this. He is boldly putting it out there. You know, saying, hey, I want China investigating the Bidens and their business dealings that I think, you know, were were corrupt. So we'll see how all of that plays. But he is not being a shrinking violet. Of course, it's Trump. You wouldn't expect him to be. Oh, what do I know about the whistleblower? Only what CNN is now reporting. Don't have the identity, but CNN is reporting that the whistleblower is a registered Democrat. That's why the inspector general had said that there seemed to be some bias here. Well, look what's going on. I mean, you know, how do these people get into the White House and hang around the president, Yaffe? You know, they need to clean them all out of there because we're so partisan now. You know, you got this CIA guy, this whistleblower, and he's a a partisan Democrat, for crying out loud. It's outrageous. (laughs) Nowadays, Trump can't even trust some Republicans so it's hard to tell who can, he can allow in the White House. You know, I mean, it, Trump is Trump is out there on his own because I don't think he can trust anybody he's working with, with a very few exceptions. 
Uh, a problem, I think, for the Democrats here, and we will play the audio in a moment. Yesterday, the former envoy to the Ukraine, Kurt Volker, testified uh, behind closed doors in Congress for nine and a half hours. He resigned right after this whole thing blew up with the impeachment thing and the, and the transcript of the letter, Trump to Zelensky, the president of uh, the Ukraine. Uh, apparently, the Democrats did not get what they wanted uh, yesterday. So there, along with the revelation that the whistleblower is a partisan Democrat, I think begins, begins the process of the wheels coming off this impeachment effort here. The American people are not going to stand for an election being overturned, 63 million votes for Trump being discounted, and a president disgraced and thrown out of office for this. This is not what the founding fathers envisioned. Treason, bribery, high crimes. All right, we'll talk about it here in a moment. you got to hear these Republicans coming out of the Volcker um, testimony yesterday. It's really interesting. They say it blows a big hole in the case the Democrats are trying to make. And, and, and if they're all talking truth here and, and, and they're all saying essentially the same thing, I think it absolutely does. If you want to weigh in on all of this and how you think it's going to play out, and um, everything going on surrounding Trump and impeachment. Love to get your take on it on a Friday morning, 407-916-5400, and the text line 23680. We roll on with an update now on Orlando's news, weather and traffic only two minutes out. Stick around. It's going to be a wild three-hour ride here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines right now. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders will be at the next Democratic debate less than two weeks after having heart surgery, or so his campaign says. They tell NBC News that the senator's plans, plans have not changed, and he will be at the debate on October 15th. We know that he had a heart procedure, a couple of stents put in. Um, they say he didn't have a heart attack, but the, um, the campaign has been mum, and our cardiologist, my heart, Dr. Ken Kronhaus, was on our show yesterday and saying how all of this went down suggests strongly to him that Bernie Sanders has, in fact, had a heart attack, but no confirmation from the campaign or the candidate on that. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. Tough day, I think, for the Democrats yesterday. Kurt Volker, who was the envoy to the Ukraine and universally recognized as, as a terrific public servant and honest as the day is long across party lines, testified yesterday after having resigned his post when all of this erupted with the, the transcript of the letter of the phone call, rather, of Trump to Zelensky in Ukraine, and then subsequently Pelosi, Pelosi jumping the gun uh, with the impeachment inquiry, uh, and, and he just resigned. I think the Democrats were saying, oh, man, we get this guy, and he testifies. He is going to hang Trump from the highest tree, and our deal will be done, and he'll be impeached and out. Doesn't look like it turned out that way yesterday, we don't know everything, but we do know that these three Republican lawmakers came out saying that the Democrats got nothing like they thought they were going to. Let's listen now to Pennsylvania Congressman Republican Scott Perry. Everything he said 
unsubstantiated this claim of a quid pro quo. I mean, there was just absolutely nothing there. Nine and a half hours of uh, essentially just tearing down the, the, the narrative of uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi and the impeachment, uh, uh, impeachment narrative uh, regarding the president yeah. in Ukraine. All right, then a little earlier, we had this reaction to two other Republicans who were in the Volcker hearings yesterday behind closed doors, Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio and Lee Zeldin of New York. Ambassador Volcker has been very impressive and, as I said, has said nothing that, um, nothing that coincides with what the Democrats are saying with their whole impeachment narrative. The argument uh, uh, for, uh, in favor of and the allegations of quid pro quo uh, basically today just blew a, a massive hole throughout the entirety of that argument. And if you're asking about the quid pro quo because you're just catching up with this story and it has so many complex elements to it, um, the idea there is, you know, you, you, you do something to get something in return here. In this case, what the Democrats are saying is the president said, hey, to Ukraine, I want you to investigate and get dirt on the Bidens. Uh, and uh, you're, you're, you're going to get the aid if you do, and you're not going to get the aid if you don't. Okay, so that is what's going on here. I can tell you that Representative Mark Meadows uh, of the House Oversight and Reform uh, Committee was in the hearing yesterday with Volcker and said if there was an Academy Award for leading the witness, my Democrat colleagues would have gotten three Oscars today. Um, it doesn't seem like they got what they were coming uh, for yesterday. So... There you go. They haven't got what they've been coming for for weeks now. How so. do you think it's going for the Democrats, <laughs> Alan? Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It was a it was a surprising move yesterday. I thought by the president uh, as he was getting aboard the uh, helicopter to head to Florida for the uh, appearance of the villages that he uh, he sort of doubled down on the whole thing. Boy, did he ever! When not he only said... <laughs> not only said that Ukraine should investigate right. the Bidens, but then he said China should investigate the Bidens. What do you think of the news? CNN is reporting that the whistleblower, while the identity is not out there yet, is in fact a registered Democrat. Uh, I you know I don't know. I mean, everybody has some political bias. You know, as you can say, you're objective, but everybody has some leaning one way or another. You know, would we feel better if uh, the person was a registered Republican, a, a Trump supporter? Trump would, sure. Who who had uh, gotten information sure. and not put it forward? Well, okay, that's an interesting question. But I, I think Trump will play the card very hard that, see, come on, you know, they're trying to get me well, from within here. He's already been pushing that narrative. No doubt about it. So rumor has it that uh, Donald Trump is going to triple dog dare uh, San Fran Nan? No, is that what's going to happen? She's going to go triple dog dare. Hold that impeachment vote. Do it. Oh yeah, demanding it in the letter that comes today. Apparently, uh-huh. according to Fox News, and uh, and and that is going to be very interesting. Saying you know they're they're supposed to today hand over all kinds of documents that have been subpoenaed, and if they don't, they say that will be obstruction of justice. The Democrats, and, of course, uh, and you're not I've getting heard, this. Go ahead. What I've heard is they're not official subpoenas; that they're basically just letters requesting. That's the word out today. So if they're not official subpoenas, Trump doesn't have to hand them over. So they're claiming obstruction for stuff that's not an official subpoena. <laughs> what do you, ridiculous. What wow. are you seeing on the text line here? And then we'll get back to this later in the show. 
Uh, it's see, the hunt over which caught. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but maybe on the way. Pretty close. Another one says, I think the Dems are demanding records from Ukraine in letters to the State Department with no legal backing so they can destroy evidence of their wrongdoing, which leads to what you just were saying, uh, Michael, about nothing official. A big raise for a local politician and a down-to-the-wire finish on Thursday Night Football. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 6.30. Good morning, Orlando. Alongside me right now, our co-host, my good friend, our newsman, Alan Spector. I want you to listen to the first story Alan has here and give it some thought, because we're going to be talking about it later in this half hour, and I'm definitely wanting to get your reaction. Alan? Bud, the mayor of Apopka will get a $52,000 pay raise beginning November 1st. The city council approved the increase unanimously after a salary study indicated that Brian Nelson is underpaid. Nelson says he'll accept the extra money, although he campaigned on a promise to take half of the mayor's salary, which is currently $150,000 a year. Yeah, and more coming up on that. In a related development, I'm announcing my candidacy for mayor of Apopka. <laughs> this news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Florida Highway Patrol trooper who died in a crash on State Road 408 in Orlando is laid to rest. And he loved heavy metal and making meat with his closest friends. Video games and Star Wars, his family, both FHP and blood. Holding back tears, the fiancé of Tracy Vickers spoke to the hundreds of law enforcement officers who attended the service in Orlando. Vickers died Friday when his cruiser rammed the back of a truck carrying construction barrels. That crash is still under investigation. A Coast Guard crew is responsible for rescuing two people after a double chopper crash in Polk County. A gyrocopter made a hard landing yesterday in a swamp in Fort Meade, and so did a sheriff's office helicopter responding to the scene. Both pilots survived, but they were up to their chests in mud. Coast Guard crew members from Air Station Clearwater flew to the scene, and the pilots were airlifted in rescue buckets that were lowered from a helicopter. A new survey finds that Florida's vaccination rate is among the worst in the nation. Florida ranks toward the bottom of this list. It ranks 49th out of all 50 states plus D.C. But analyst Jill Gonzalez with WalletHub says the anti-vaccine movement is not the main reason. Instead, Gonzalez says we're 49th because so many Floridians lack health insurance. Screenings of the new film The Joker will have extra police on hand this weekend. The Los Angeles Police Department says there are no specific threats, but they plan to have high visibility on opening night. There's some concern that the violent portrayal of the comic book character could inspire real-life violence. And it was a dramatic NFC West showdown on Thursday Night Football. Down to the wire, but the Seattle Seahawks survive. Joe Buck there on Fox. The LA Rams trying to ice the win with a 44-yard field goal attempt with 15 seconds remaining in regulation from Greg Zerline, but the kick goes wide right as the Seahawks hang on to beat the Rams 30-29. to The Hawks regaining the lead late with a Russell Wilson touchdown pass to Chris Carson, one of four on the night for Wilson, followed up by a Tedrick Thompson interception off Jared Goff, and then Zerline's missed field goal to bring Seattle to 4-1 on the season. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News Time, 637. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. 
Headlines now on the impeachment front. We talked about it earlier. We'll be back into this topic later in the show. Hope you'll be with us. President Trump now calling on China to investigate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. It is reportedly the second time this year that Trump has asked Beijing to look into the Democratic presidential frontrunner and his son. According to CNN, the White House records of a June phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping show Trump brought up the political prospects of Biden. An impeachment inquiry of Trump was triggered, of course, by calls for foreign leaders to turn up dirt on his political opponents, uh, Ukraine, initially. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio WFLA, Orlando. So let's talk about the Apopka mayor, Brian Nelson. Used to be on the Orange County Commission. He's a Republican. Um, you know, so I'm an equal an equal opportunity skewer when I think, you know, there's a politician I have a problem with. I could give a rip whether they're Republicans or Democrats. It may matter to you. It doesn't matter at all to me, even though I see the world through largely through conservative eyes on almost every issue you can name. But Apopka Mayor Brian Nelson campaigned successfully last year for mayor of Apopka, which is a $150,000 job. But he said, if you elect me, I will only take half my salary. I'll cut it in half to $75,000. His other big issue that worked for him, because and he followed through on it, was he was going to get rid of the red light runner cameras that a lot of folks did not like in Apopka. And uh, he wound up doing both. He did cut his salary in half, and he got rid of the red light runner cameras, and he's the mayor of Apopka. Now, he would have been eligible for uh, a $3,000 raise um, just, you know, kind of like an annual bump up, that sort of thing. But as it turned out, the, um, the, 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 the city council there voted to give him a $52,000 raise. And then it was decision time for Brian Nelson. And it would seem to me that because he ran on this principle of we're going to you know, I'm not going to get rich doing this job and we're paying our public officials too, too much money and the money could be better used for other things. You would think because he ran on that principle, it was an unusual thing for a politician to do. And we saluted him from this microphone. Wow. You just don't hear about that. And he did it. And you would think when the council and he stayed out of this, apparently, at least at least publicly, was not involved in pressuring them in any way. This is according to the reporting in the Orlando Sentinel. Um, but when they voted him a $52,000 increase, thinking that and saying that, you know, for a city this size and the number of employees he has to manage, he is relative to other mayors underpaid, so we're going to make good on this. We're not giving him the $3,000 automatic annual bump. We're giving him $52,000. They put it out there. Wouldn't you think on principle that Brian Nelson, giving the stand he took campaigning, would have been the one to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not taking $52,000. That flies in the face of everything I stood for during my successful campaign. But he took the money. He took the money. Anybody have a problem with that? Or is that just exactly what he should have done? What do you think? 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. Some texters are still rolling in here right now, and we'll get to them. Um, but I'll give priorities to callers who have something to say on this. 
without keeping you on the line, 407-916-5400, and Melissa will talk it over with you, and we'll try to get you on the air right after a very quick break. And we'll have that right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. It's good morning, Orlando. Headlines for you, it appears that Energy Secretary Rick Perry is resigning. According to Politico.com, the former Texas governor is planning to step down from the Trump administration next month and will be replaced temporarily by Deputy Energy Secretary Dan Brouillette. Perry's decision reportedly had nothing to do with President Trump's impeachment inquiry. You know, that's a big surprise because I had forgotten that Rick Perry was the Energy Secretary. Hadn't seen much of him. No. He's been a little low energy is what he's been, right? Uh, (laughs) Low profile, low energy. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. By the way, in advance of next hour, I want want you to go to our website and take a look at those elaborate design proposals by the six design finalists for the Pulse Massacre Memorial and Museum. Go to WFLAOrlando.com, keyword Budman. Take a look at those short videos. They are amazingly sophisticated, but what they are envisioning here blew my mind. It's coming up. Alan, you had the story to set up our conversation here. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on, on Brian Nelson? One of his big campaign issues, hey, put me in, I'll only take half the $150,000 salary. They offer him 52000 to make him more competitive, and he takes it. Yeah, well, you know, that campaign promise, that was old news. That was months ago. You know, <laughs> that's water under the bridge. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of incredulous. I mean, first, the guy's making $150,000 as mayor of Apopka. That seems like a pretty good salary. Uh, for a city that size. Well, but then again, he, he said, that is what it was, and if I get in, I'll only take seventy five. Yeah. That was the deal. But now he's getting an extra 52000 and says, eh, I'll take it. Seems to me on principle that he might not have gone that route. We're going to bring in Yaffe and the Fox on this, but we're going to go to Paul and Davenport, one of our patient callers. Good morning on the Brian Nelson story. What about it? Good morning, bud. I remember that stuck. Uh, Vaguely, that campaign and what he said, I remember blurbs from it. First of all, who gets a $3,000 a year bump? Number one. Number two, this is just another, in my mind, setup. Oh, let's do this. And in the back room deals, yeah, but when I get in, we're going to do that. And they want to keep the quid pro quo, you know, where, well, we can't let the salary get low for the next guy. It's just more lack of any kind of principled leadership. Thank you, Paul. Yaffe, Melissa, how do you see it? You know, his excuse is interesting because he was asked about it and he said, well, I'm still taking a pay cut compared to the last guy. Yeah. I'll be getting $23,000 less than the last guy. So it's okay. So that's great. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, they said the strategy behind it was, uh, well, donate it back to the city instead of cut the pay in half, right? And then if he was going to serve one five years, he was going to make a ton of money anyway based on these salary increases that we've been talking about. But uh, there's mm. a lot of sketchy going on. There's that whole John Land uh, conservation that he was going to uh, take money from or give money back to. And he's actually related to the late mayor. Yes. Yes, he is. He, I think he's a nephew or something like to that effect. So what are the textures saying about this? 
Well, one person said he lied. Vote him out. Yeah, that was Rob from St. Cloud. (laughs) Linda checked in from Apopka. She said he campaigned on taking half the salary, then decided to take the entire amount and donate it back to the John Land, which uh, she thinks he may be on the board of uh, the John Land Foundation as well. So uh, she says uh, Apopka needs to vote the good old boys and their brown noses out of office. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to say something like that, you obviously set yourself up on the campaign trail as a candidate of great and rare principle. And yeah. you need to stand on those principles or or, or, or you just your credibility is just damaged and, and you reinforce all the negative things that people right. feel about politicians. Just when you had gone another road and brought people to you who said, this is a different kind of guy. He gets my vote. Look what he's going to do in the name of cutting the cost of government. Plus, if they didn't do anything, like you said, he would have got a $3,000 raise in one year. That's pretty good. Why not just take in this, that? In this day and age, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you probably know? amounts at the at his rate of around 5%. They said so. there, apparently there was a salary study done that showed yeah. he was, uh, the position of mayor of Popka was underpaid. Uh, but that was the point. Uh, I would like... <laughs> I would like a study of my salary. <laughs> I'd just like to say, Melissa for what? mayor. <laughs> Alan, you are all over this story. You announced your candidacy for mayor of Apopka. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you don't want to make any half salary pledges, though, do you? You're no, taking no. a whole ball of the wax whole, and grabbing everything the, you can get, aren't the you? The whole 200 he, grand is coming my way. He's worth it, he feels <laughs> like. He's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure he feels that. We think he's worth whatever he can get around here. He's the best. Alan will have the news uh, here in just a moment. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a beautiful Friday at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, along with FM 93.1 and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Trump talks Medicare and impeachment at the villages. More in one minute. And the six design finalists for the Pulse. Memorial and Museum have posted their concepts. We'll tell you how to see them. We'll be talking about what they want to do with $45 million next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. President Trump claims here in Florida that his administration is making Medicare even better. I made you a sacred pledge that I would strengthen protect and defend Medicare for all of our senior citizens. And you see it's under siege, but it's not going to happen. Speaking to senior citizens at the Village's retirement community, Trump touted a new executive order that aims to bolster Medicare Advantage. That's a program involving private insurance companies that contract with Medicare. On another topic at the Village's, Trump accused Democrats of plotting impeachment because they know they can't beat him in next year's election. I'll... Not let any of this bad stuff happen. It's very important that we win this race. You know, when we won last time, I said that's the most important election in our country's history because we were ready to go over the edge. Trump claimed Democrats are crazy and consumed with rage. 
And the president says there's no reason he can't ask other countries to investigate Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden and his son Hunter. Trump tweeted last night that he has an absolute right as the president to investigate corruption, including asking or suggesting other countries to help us out. Before departing the White House for Florida yesterday, Trump said that China should dig into Hunter Biden's business dealings in that country. Stay with us into the 8 o'clock hour. We'll get back into all of the impeachment news, and there is a lot of it. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A lake in West Seminole County could be the scene of a double tragedy. A man's body was pulled from Border Lake last night after an apparent drowning, and another man remains missing. The men whose names have not been released were apparently fishing in a canoe that was found underwater. A registered sex offender is accused of raping an underage girl in Osceola County. Wesley Churchill was arrested after a St. Cloud girl came forward last weekend. She claims Churchill raped her twice, and deputies are looking to see if there are more victims. The Walenda family is at it again. The mother-son duo, Delilah and Nick Walenda, successfully walking a high wire between two towers at Tampa's Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino yesterday. Delilah Walenda had said it would be her last time walking the wire, but after this latest stroll, she tells Tampa's News Channel 8. Because I love what I do. If it is my last walk, it's very sad, so I'm thinking I'm going to push forward a little more and hopefully to do another one. By the way, Delilah Walenda is 66 years old. Hold my breath every time mm. they do this. They are amazing, but we know the tragedy that yeah. is uh, you know, in the family's history. The Tampa Bay Rays continue their postseason journey in Houston today with Game 1 of their American League Division Series against the Astros. Tyler Glasnow gets the start for Tampa Bay, going up against Astros ace Justin Verlander, who has a lot of respect for the Rays. They have a great team. You know, I, I think uh, they have great pitching. They have a uh, great bullpen. They can match up well just about it, uh, with anybody in the lineup. And, um, I mean, their, their, their lineup is uh, uh, really good. The other ALDS kicks off tonight with the New York Yankees hosting the Minnesota Twins. The National League Division Series got underway yesterday with the Cardinals holding off the Braves 7-6 and the Dodgers shutting out the Nationals 6-0. WFLA news time is 7.07. Three people are arrested after allegedly trading a toddler for a car. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Yeah, and you can pick us up on the iHeartRadio app and in your car on your HD radio at 107.7 HD3. But heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9. The One Pulse Foundation has just released photos and videos of the six finalists for designing and building a memorial and a museum to honor the memory of the 49 people killed in the Pulse nightclub massacre back in June of 2016. I was, and Alan, you said you were as well, stunned when you saw how elaborate these proposed plans are. It looks like uh, six Taj Mahals. It's incredible. If you want to go see the videos right now, 
They are on our website at WFLIOrlando.com, keyword Budman, WFLIOrlando.com, keyword Budman. I think you will be absolutely blown away. We will hear from a couple of the designers. We'll also share some of what these various designs that are envisioned would entail. And we'll talk about whether or not this is going down the right road or whether this is excessive. It's going to be $45 million for the memorial and the museum, unlike any expenditure for any memorial and museum for a tragedy of this kind in the history of this country. Mass shootings we're talking about principally. What's going on here, and uh, does somebody need to rein them in? Let's talk about it next, and indeed, we will. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes, 710 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, when President Trump is impeached, he should be removed from office. That is what Democrat Congresswoman Val Demings of the Orlando area said yesterday. Uh, Demings sits on the House Intelligence Committee and says the panel will not tolerate any stonewalling from the White House. All kinds of impeachment news that we'll have for you on our 8 o'clock hour. Stick around. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. So new photos and videos from the six finalists who want to um, fully design and build a memorial and a museum uh, to honor those who were killed in the Pulse Massacre a couple of years ago here. Uh, most of the proposed redesigns, the Sentinel reports here, will call for taking down the original building that still stands empty um, down on, um, on South uh, Orange Avenue by Cayley. 49 people slaughtered, of course, on Orlando's uh, darkest, most tragic night. Um, the, the renderings and all of this uh, and models even are on display until the 10th of October at the downtown Orange County History Museum. And um, they're going to be voting and there's going to be a jury of community members and architects, supposedly, to pick a winner uh, on October 30th here. And it won't exactly be the final design, and that's it locked in stone, so to speak. Uh, but it will be, they say, a launching point for actually getting this project done. I can tell you when I did the research on this, in the wake of mass shootings around this country, from Columbine all the way up through Newtown, nobody has spent more than a million dollars on a memorial. They're talking about $45 million here. And... Boy, when you see what these uh, design firms have come up with, it is really something. We'll show you uh, those on the website at WFLAOrlando.com, keyword Budman. But right now, listen uh, to uh, a narrative from an elaborate video presentation, one of six, um, wrapped in a dramatic poem about the Pulse victims. Find details for the love of the lives lost, still alive in photos. Spread them on the table. Give us their wish-filled eyes glowing over birthday cakes, their unfinished sandcastles, their training wheels, Mickey Mouse ears and tiaras. Show their blemished yearbook faces, silver teeth smiles and stiff prom poses, their tasseled caps and gowns, their first true loves, and then share their last selfies. Now from another video posted on our website at WFLALender.com, keyword Budman, another finalist here, a voice of the designer and what he proposes. 
When we heard about the shooting in Orlando, we were deeply shocked. The event has had a global impact. It shook the LGBTQ community in our own office. Participating in the Pulse competition is a true honor. Our concept aims to memorialize and to celebrate the lives of the 49 angels lost that day and the countless others changed forever. The memorial will be a silent, calm, peaceful and respectful space to inspire collective mourning, understanding and positive change. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. And now there are narratives um, and kind of descriptions here uh, along with all of the videos that you can see on the website. And we'll give you excerpts from them here. This is from one design. Uh, says that their concept is the nightclub remains, inside is silence. Together we engage with this silence to realize our strength. It is through collectively facing this silence that the energy of Pulse emerges. The memorial is cast around the perimeter of this silence. Each face of the memorial is divided into seven sections, the number of colors in a rainbow. Arising alongside I-4, the museum resonates with the energy of the nightclub, its curves and Brace public spaces along West Cayley, tilting upwards to provide shade. One of these designs stands taller, believe it or not, than the Statue of Liberty. That was one. Here's another. No thing, no tribute, no space will replace these lives, their loss, their loves, their selves. And yet, like a chrysalis, we transform and become something else through tragedy. Chrysalis, by the way, is the stage in which a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Great to have a botanist here and a biologist on the staff. Our museum proposal is positioned to put the Pulse Massacre in a global context of the fight for equality, and we are proposing naming the museum the Museum for Equality. Our museum proposal would begin broadly, including the history of oppression and the fight for equality embedded in Central Florida. We have more of these proposed design narratives here, and the videos are all on the website at WFLAOlando.com, keyword Budman. And I, they all knew that $45 million they were willing to spend to do this. And these are the most elaborate projects I have ever seen for any structure here in Central Florida. Have we gone too far, or is this perfectly appropriate? What do you think? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and we're back to it here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining one of our top local stories, a security guard is hurt after a shooting in Orange County. It happened late last night at Orange Blossom Center. Deputies say the guard was shot while trying to break up a fight between a man and a woman that started on a megabus. The uh, guard was taken to the hospital. He's in serious but stable condition. No arrest yet announced. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. You can count on it here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. And welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. Bud is here, Alan Spector is here, Melissa Fox is here, and this is Yaffe. We've been going over some of the concept designs for the new Pulse Memorial and Museum. And the next one we're going to talk about here, they're calling the next design narrative, they're calling National Pulse Memorial. Simple enough. It says the National Pulse Memorial is calm and stoic. Its black volume communicates a midnight quality, even in brilliant Florida sunshine. 
while gold accentuates the decayed fractures, seemingly levitating atop a carved landscape of 49 trees chosen by victims' families. Atmospheric light lighting enhances its spatial experience. Wow. Okay. Elaborate. They all are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so this concept design is uh, from Diller and Scofidio and Renfo, etc. And they say that they feel their design has a deep connection to those taken and impacted. So for them, we must never forget that Pulse Nightclub was and should always remain brilliant, glittery, and gay. We propose a memorial with a garden and a sanctuary that is both solemn and celebratory. Ascending above the original structure, one enters the sanctuary, which is suspended on 49 rainbow-colored ceramic tile columns commemorating the 49 lives taken. They dance, as they did that night, and ascend towards the sky, unbroken and strong, while physically supporting the roof and the floor. And here's the one, the design called Perpetual Light. Check out all the designs. The videos are amazing. I uh, won't take much of your time, but they're very elaborate um, and very real lifelike uh, uh, videos. At WFLAOrlando.com, keyword Budman. I mean, this is one of these is going to be the finalist here that they're all ultimately going to decide, you know, is going to be kind of the basis for, for what they're about to do to the tune of $45 million. Uh, this is Perpetual Light. The title Perpetual Light is in response to the One Pulse mission. The Perpetual Light never extinguishes. It is the light of the 49 angels, the survivors, first responders, the community. Um, the design is contoured by 366 rainbow gates, each for a day of the 2016 calendar year. The museum culminates in a pulsating rainbow beacon of 49 colored columns of light activated by human touch. And finally, Alan? An opulent garden planted with 49 trees. The memorial site provides a protective and colorful canopy. At the center of the garden, the nightclub is preserved. A generous adjacent space is dedicated to gathering and celebration. In this haven of peace and tranquility, we discover the transformed nightclub opening to the light and air, inviting us to traverse an intimate path opening our consciousness. There you go. Check out the videos at WFLOrlando.com, keyword Budman. Get out of the History Museum, downtown Orlando, um, and uh, they'll have until the 10th of um, October models and all kinds of, um, all kinds of videos and, uh, and, and, and depictions here. It really is elaborate, but they, hey, they, these designers know that the plan is to spend $45 million on the memorial and the museum. Keep in mind, in the wake of a mass shooting in this country, nowhere have we ever spent more than $1 million. You know, when I first saw this on the website, my first thought was that this is not a memorial plan. This is an economic revitalization plan or something. It's that elaborate. Oh, it's unbelievable. But they're trying to basically transform that whole area. It's, yeah. It's Interesting. There, yeah, there are a couple of things that bother me here. I wonder if we could do this for a lot less and if we could take all of that money and maybe it could go to the, uh, you know, to the victims' families, et cetera, or some yeah. other great cause exactly. in their memory. There's no doubt that the carnage that night, the, the, the people, the lives that were lost and the lives changed forever need to be remembered and honored here. There is no doubt about that. I am not at all in opposition to this. But it just seems to me they could redo the Pulse nightclub and that could contain the memorial and the museum 
you know, they could have a park-like setting for, for reflection and gathering and whatever, and that would be great. Nowhere in any of these plans is anybody described mentioning that this was not, in the eyes of the killer, an attack on gays. He was looking for a gathering not well policed. That came out in the trial of the killer's wife, who was acquitted, by the way. There's no mention that this guy was a radical Islamic terrorist killing in the name of ISIS and Allah that is being completely not only suppressed but apparently ignored in these final designs. Yaffe, on the text line, how are people reacting to what we've shared with them? Yeah, one person said 49 million is a ridiculous number. It shouldn't mention anything about the LGBT community or nationalities. It should just be 49 Americans that died. Otherwise, there should be no government money involved in it at all. Was just checking on Christine Leninen. Perhaps you remember the name, the mother of one of the victims of the Pulse. And she wrote, uh, for those of you who are looking at the beautiful designs of the Pulse Museum and wonder how could anyone be against them, I am not. Yes, of course, we should have a beautiful, respectful, peaceful, and dignified memorial and take that museum design and make the Mass Shooting Support Center and have it free to all counseling for Pulse families and victims, emergency cast for survivors and victims' families, no admission charge or gift shop or CEO salaries, no negligent bar owners being made into heroes when they help to kill our loved ones in their death trap bar. We need a, we need a memorial, no doubt. Museum right. we could debate, um, but everyone's afraid to push back at all because if you do, you are anti-gay. No. I am not anti-gay. I think this is way over the top, and that much money should not be spent on it. If we're going to spend that much money, we can do other things with it, you know, like maybe give it to the surviving victims' families and divide it up. At any rate, homeless. yeah, check it on the website, WFLA.com, uh, keyword Budman. You'll see the videos. You need to see them. Uh, it, it just doesn't do it justice what we have here, what we shared on the radio. We've done our very best to paint the word pictures. Alan? Two chopper pilots rescued after crashing in Polk County, and a state trooper is laid to rest in Orlando. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 731. Got some good news coming up this half hour. We got a sound judgment game with a prize of nearly $500, and Alan, with the news update, has a tale of an amazing rescue. It was quite a sight in Polk County yesterday, bud, where two choppers went down almost side by side. First, a gyrocopter made a hard landing in a swamp in Fort Meade. Then a sheriff's office helicopter responding to the scene went down. Now, both pilots survived, but they couldn't walk away because they were up to their chests in mud. A Coast Guard crew airlifted the pilots into another helicopter to safety. It's amazing. Now, you know, that was awful. Can you imagine being stuck in that muck? But probably the softness of that terrain is how they were able to survive the crashes. So it is a remarkable story. It is. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Through tears, the fiancé of a Florida Highway Patrol trooper killed in a traffic crash eulogizes him during his funeral at First Baptist Church of Orlando. Tracy changed me for the better, and he changed me for good. I wanted more, but I'm grateful. I will always be grateful for the time I had with him. FHP officials announced that Tracy Vickers was posthumously promoted to the rank of sergeant. 
The cause of last week's crash between Vickers Cruiser and a truck carrying construction barrels on State Road 408 is still being investigated. Heartbreaking to hear his his fiance oh, yeah. here and such a mystery about how such a thing could happen. The mayor of Apopka is in line for a big pay raise. A salary study indicated Brian Nelson is underpaid, so the city council unanimously approved increasing his $150,000 salary by another fifty-two dollars a year. Nelson campaigned on a promise to take half of the mayor's salary, but says he's going to accept the extra money. And we talked about it in our 6 o'clock hour. A new survey says Florida's vaccination rate is among the worst in the nation. Wallet Hub analyst Jill Gonzalez says Florida does better only than Texas and Mississippi. Some of these states have also some of the lowest insured rates in the country. And because of that, people are not able to access a lot of these vaccines, which out of pocket would cost thousands of dollars. Massachusetts, Vermont, and Rhode Island have the best vaccination rates. Florida does better when it comes to vaccines for children and teenagers coming in 28th. Greg Zerline missed a 44-yard field goal in the closing seconds as the Seahawks held on to edge the Rams 30-29 at Seattle. Russell Wilson threw for 268 yards and four touchdowns. Seattle improves to 4-1. and one. Los Angeles falls to 3-2. and two. And elsewhere... Fast food is not as fast as it used to be. Waits at the drive-thru are... 20 seconds longer this year than in 2018. QRS Magazine claims from speaker to sack, customers spend an average of 255 seconds waiting to get their orders. A study of 10 fast food chains showed that Dunkin' had the shortest wait time at an average of 217 seconds. The longest average wait? Chick-fil-A. Checking in at 323 seconds. The challenge to stay speedy is getting greater as menus are getting more complex and drive through lines include more and more people picking up mobile orders. I have a bold idea. Yeah? Get out of the car. <laughs> go in. Walk up to the counter. There won't be anybody there, and you'll be back in your car while everyone is still waiting. You know, it's a great idea until you park your car, go inside, and notice that no one cares that you're standing at the counter for five minutes <laughs> Boy, waiting on them. is that ever true, Melissa? <laughs> right. It's all yeah. priority to the drivers. I was going to say, McDonald's has a cool thing, though, where they have the touchscreens now, where you can order at the touchscreen and inside. They, and they have a fork in the road, and they got two drive-throughs, which they've come up with the last couple of years. I have no idea how they figure out what your order is when you come back in line with the other line, but they seem to know. They yeah. ask you. <laughs> and what, what Yaffe's talking about is inside the restaurant, right. those touch yeah, the touch screens. Oh, I yes. see what you're saying. That's yeah. inside. I'm talking so, about But the I was two saying that's one reason to go inside. One more reason to yeah. go inside. You know? But nobody wants to do it. It's unbelievable how long people will wait. I mean, I look at the, like Chick-fil-A is the best example of that. I mean, the cars will go right around the place. Well, that's what Alan was just telling us. It is us. true. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Are you ready for Halloween? No, I want to keep talking about this. This oh. is bothered. <laughs> okay. No, no, go ahead. What do you <laughs> Really? <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the fast food restaurant. No, uh, a San Francisco company <laughs> is behind the latest trend of Halloween decorations. The founder of Treetopia.com says... People are adorning their homes for Halloween with Christmas-like artificial trees. But these trees are orange, black, or purple. Folks are hanging pumpkins and spooky ornaments on these trees. Treetopia even has a candy corn-colored tree. Prices start at 
80 bucks. I got to tell you, my son-in-law, um, who's, who's Brindley's dad, the two of them, you remember Brindley from the Bahamas Project yes. and all of that? They, they decorate the house outside for, for Halloween more elaborately than I've seen anybody do in our family for Christmas. It's wow. amazing, and that's going on everywhere. Yeah, they need a Halloween tree. And, and all the stuff's already up. It's a month out. And a new Halloween costume pays tribute to the college admissions scandal. Yandy, an online retailer known for sexy lingerie, is out with an orange spandex jumpsuit. The crop top has the words Mom of the Year crossed out and Inmate underneath. Yandy tweeted a photo with the caption, Can't row your way out of this one. That refers to full house star Lori Loughlin accused of paying bribes to get her daughters into the University of Southern California as recruits for the crew team. Oh, man. <laughs> Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. You know, you really need to get out of your car and go inside and place your... Oh, I'm sorry. We're, you know, we're done I've, with that? I've done that a couple of times <laughs> where I look at the line. I'm like, I'm going to go inside. Then I'll go inside and it just takes just as long. Yeah, if not longer. It's the same people making the food. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, I yeah. don't know. It's worked There's for no me winning. anyway. Well, you know what it is? There's less people because they want to $15 an hour. So there's like two people working instead of five now on a shift. That happens. It's the truth. You are right on that score. Mm-hmm. But we're pretty much done with this, aren't we, Alan? Yeah, just look for elsewhere. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah, just look for. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> just look for elsewhere. With Alan Spector. I'm sorry, I'll be good. Never interrupt the Elsewhere singers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got to think about that. Anyway, how'd you like to win a, a prize worth almost $500? That'll make your Friday and make your weekend. We've got one for you right now. One of our most valuable prizes ever offered on our Sound Judgment game. You're eligible by company rules to play and win if you've not been a winner in a month. So, Load up the phones before everybody grabs those open lines at 407-916-5400. You call now, you could be a winner of a prize worth nearly 500 bucks. 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, toll free, 866-916-5400. The anniversary of a major world-changing event. That's the focus of Sound Judgment. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Sports headline right now big college football weekend. 19th ranked UCF's on the road tonight in a nationally televised game clashing with Cincinnati. Tomorrow, right here on WFLA, 8th ranked Florida hosting 7th ranked Auburn in a battle of the unbeatens. Kickoff 3.30 tomorrow with the Gators. Pre-game here on WFLA, your Gator Nation station at 12.30. Miami entertains Virginia Tech tomorrow. Florida State is off. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando. Big time prize up for grabs. We're ready for sound judgment. Melissa? Oh, I was going to tell them the big prize this week, though, is also adding FM 94.1 so that our folks up in uh, Seminole County can hear us. But the sound judgment 
Prize One Central Florida golf card. It is worth a value of almost 500 bucks. What is it? A round of golf with the cart at a choice of 12 area golf courses. Good through May. Try maybe Orange Lake or Remington, Sanctuary Ridge, even Rio Pinar. Just to name a couple of the clubs you can go ahead and turn that in at. Sound a, judgment question? It's a heck of a prize. Let's yeah, go. It is. Um, satellite launches, totally routine today, but it was anything but routine on this date years ago when the old Soviet Union leaped ahead of the U.S. in the space race by launching Sputnik, the world's first man-made satellite ever. Americans were shaken. So was our president at that time. Listen to some sound of a news report with Sputnik orbiting overhead, then use your sound judgment to tell me two things. What was the year... And who was our President of the United States when we heard this? CBS Television presents a special report on Sputnik 1, the Soviet space satellite. Real world changer, no doubt about it. Give me the year of Sputnik and who was our President at that time. Line one, you're first up on Sound Judgment. Line one. 1957, Eisenhower. Bingo, game over. Sorry, everybody else. Wow, how'd you know that? Did you just hang up on me? Did I lose he did. the caller on a $500 prize? Mm. That's uh, never happened before. Normally, we give away a T-shirt and somebody will win it and hang up. All right. I don't know. I don't know if we can get that caller <laughs> yeah, back. He might have it's the might winner. got disconnected or something. Yeah, well, These we didn't phones. do it. Doggone it. Okay, well, we hope we can make that work. But, when did uh, we give away T-shirts? Long time ago. Oh. Long. This is in the pre-Spectre era. We actually had a show here before you showed up. Well, okay. Really? You remember that, Yaffe? It was a prize pack, and the, the big thing would be a T-shirt. But they were yeah. actually they were just plain white T-shirts, right? They were just didn't even have anything <laughs> no, on them. The oh, we'd, we'd, on use, it. we'd use a marker and just draw WFLA on it. Wife beaters. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, times were tough, you know? We're doing better now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the prizes get bigger. Congratulations. Uh, well, thank you very much. Is that nice, what it is? Nice to have you with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Rush with a morning update coming right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here. And good morning, Orlando. Thanks for that, Heather. Here's a sports headline for you locally. The Orlando Magic are headed to San Antonio to face the Spurs tomorrow in the preseason opener. The Magic will play their first three exhibitions on the road before the final three games at home. They tip off the regular season October 23rd, hosting Cleveland. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Our promise on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Friday at 8 o'clock as we update once again Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump wows the seniors more in one minute. Trump on fire on the impunch and, and the impeachment front. Forgive me. There's so much news That's right now. It's easy for you to say. It's scrambling my brain. We'll sort it out and talk about it together next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. 
President Trump tells senior citizens at the villages he's all about their health care. We are making your Medicare even better, and we're not letting anyone. It will never be taken away from you. Trump touted a new executive order that aims to bolster Medicare Advantage, a program involving private insurance companies that contract with Medicare. As for the impeachment inquiry, the president claimed that Democrats are consumed with rage. There is no longer a moderate wing of the congressional Democrats. They've gone crazy. They've been hijacked by the radical left. And Trump accused Democrats of plotting impeachment because they know they can't beat him in next year's election. Before leaving the White House for Florida, President Trump said he wants China to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son, this is reportedly the second time this year he's asked Beijing to look into the Democratic presidential frontrunner. CNN reports White House records of a June phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping show Trump brought up the political prospects of Biden and Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. You'll hear from Trump and Biden coming up after the news. And this news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two men are dead after their car was hit by a speeding SUV in Orange County. It happened around 3 o'clock this morning on Orange Blossom Trail near Taft Vineland Road. FHP says a male driver and a male passenger were killed and a female passenger hurt after their car was rear-ended. The driver of the SUV tried to run from the scene but was caught by troopers. A security guard is hurt after a shooting in Orange County. It happened late last night at Orange Blossom Center. Deputies say the guard was shot while trying to break up a fight between a man and a woman that started on a megabus. The guard was taken to the hospital and he's in serious but stable condition. No arrest has been announced. A new plane is being built for Governor Ron DeSantis as lawyers work out details of the contract. The negotiations have gone on for more than two months and it still isn't clear when Governor DeSantis will get to fly in the $15 million nine-passenger Cessna Citation Latitude. Instead of a lease, the state will buy the plane and make payments using $1.2 million in recurring state funds. Former Governor Rick Scott sold the state plane, forcing DeSantis and his wife to borrow private jets owned by donors. Mike Stevens, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. The Rays are in Houston for Game 1 of their American League Division Series today. Tampa Bay sending Tyler Glasnow to the mound opposite Astros ace Justin Verlander. Rays manager Kevin Cash says Verlander presents a challenge. There's no doubt their starting pitchers are dominant. We're going to face a guy that's arguably the best pitcher uh, for the last decade and a half, two decades, uh, but their offense is right there with them. The other ALDS opens at Yankee Stadium tonight as New York hosts the Minnesota Twins. The National League Division Series began yesterday with the Dodgers blanking the Nationals 6-0 and the Cardinals edging the Braves 7-6. WFLA News Time is 8.07. Looking for a place to live in San Diego, California? You can rent a backyard shed for a mere $1,000 a month. <laughs> 200 square feet, bud. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Oh, I didn't know it was that big. Like, what are you going to do with all that room? <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. I guess at least it should be a step up from the homeless on the street, of which they have many yeah. out there. That's about all you can say about it. A thousand bucks a month for 200 square feet in the shed. 
Home prices in California, Mm-mm-mm-mm. unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Help you appreciate Florida even more. The Budman, Allen, Yaffe, and the Fox until 9 o'clock. If you're just joining us, lots of impeachment news. And I think some real trouble on the horizon based on what we come to know here in the last 24 hours for the Democrats. Maybe those wheels are starting to come off the impeachment express. Uh, We'll get into it all and invite you to join the conversation with your take. 407-916-5400 or on the text line 23680. As always, we'll start by updating Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And we'll do that in just two minutes. 808 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining this grim story out of Central Florida, a registered sex offender accused of raping an underage girl in Osceola County. Wesley Churchill arrested this week after a St. Cloud girl came forward last weekend. She claimed Churchill raped her twice and deputies are looking to see if there are more victims. Churchill is charged with capital sexual battery. He could get life in prison if convicted. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Lots of news on the impeachment front. Good deal of it. Not good at all, I think, for the Democrats. The president tweeting this, retweeting this Washington Times headline this morning. Ukraine envoy blows massive hole into Democrat accusations. Republicans at hearing find no Trump pressure. And then this comment on Twitter by the president, the Ukrainian president also strongly stated that no pressure was put on him. Case closed exclamation point. So yesterday, the Ukrainian envoy who resigned recently, Kurt Volker, who's considered to be a man of great integrity across party lines, went behind closed doors for nine and a half hours before uh, congressional committees and staffers and um, and here are three Republican lawmakers who came out saying essentially um, exactly what led to that Washington Times headline and the Trump tweet. Let's listen first to Pennsylvania Republican representative in the House, Scott Perry. Everything he said unsubstantiated this claim of a quid pro quo. I mean, there was just absolutely nothing there. Nine and a half hours of uh, essentially just tearing down the, the, the narrative of uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi and the impeachment, uh, uh, impeachment narrative uh, regarding the president yeah. in Ukraine. And now let's listen also on the Kurt Volker testimony to Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, followed by New York Congressman Lee Zeldin. Ambassador Volker has been very impressive and, as I said, has said nothing that... Um, Nothing that coincides with what the Democrats are saying with their whole impeachment narrative. The argument uh, for uh, in favor of and the allegations of quid pro quo uh, basically today just blew a, a massive hole throughout the entirety of that argument. And the quid pro quo, if you're just catching up with this story, I think most of you are up to speed on it. The accusation that led to the impeachment inquiry against the president by the Democrats um, was that Trump, in his, in his call to the president of the Ukraine over the summer, uh, was saying, hey, listen, you better investigate the Bidens for corruption or you're not getting the aid package. That, that is, that's what the quid pro quo accusation is. Looks like it was debunked by 
the former envoy, um, Kurt Kurt Vol- Volker. Volker. Yeah, Kurt Volker. I'm looking downstream here at the other stuff I've got. Oh, you want some more bad news for the Democrats? Yaffe, here it is. CNN is reporting that the whistleblower, don't know the name yet, is a registered Democrat. You know. Shocker. You know, I'm last just we- so surprised. Last week we, <laughs> we had a report that the whistleblower had retained counsel, the same as uh, the Clintons uh, people, you know, and, and all that. <laughs> so it's like, oh, goodness, this is going to run deep. Well, I don't know, but I mean, you know, it's interesting because he, this guy was talked up big time, not only by, by, particularly by the Democrats. I think they thought this is it for Trump. This guy's going to get in here and he is going to put the wood to Trump and it's going to be over. It's going to make the case they'll go quickly to a vote on impeachment. And it's like I'm, the third time this week they thought that and ended up being wrong. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> you think the wheels are coming off, Yaffe? Yeah, yes, I do. Honestly. Trump is uh, really, I mean, he's firing back at him. I, 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 you know, they ought to know this guy's the quintessential uh, counter puncher and he's gotten punched hard and he'll punch back even harder. Right now, they were supposed to um, uh, send a bunch of documents over to Congress. They had been subpoenaed and today was the deadline and the president is apparently firing off a letter to Pelosi today saying that uh, you're not getting anything from us unless you take a full vote in the House of Representatives on impeachment, that that is the way the process has gone before, and we're not doing any business with you unless you do that. So he's essentially daring, daring her to call that vote. It's a triple dog dare. It really is. Will she pull the trigger is going to be the question. And I think the problem with having an official inquiry is they would have to specify actual crimes that the president committed. Could be a problem because they've already made stuff up like, well, his hair's orange. Yeah. And you say good move, Yaffe. Yeah, I do. And it's really interesting as well because those so-called subpoenas by Congress, they're not official subpoenas. They're basically just letters to... um, to the Trump administration to please do this. They're not official subpoenas. Why are they not official subpoenas? Because if they were official, then the Trump administration could hold it up in court. And they don't want all this to be held up in court for a while. They want to just get all this stuff out now and make Trump look bad now. Yeah, they do. But Trump rocked him big time yesterday on another front. What is it? China. Stay tuned on that. And hey, Go to the movie of your choice free this weekend. It can happen thanks to our friends at Adam Tickets. Uh, The Joker is out right now, and uh, everybody's talking about that movie. Maybe you can go to that flick or anything else that's out there in your favorite theater absolutely free. You can win free movie tickets. You need to text Adam Tickets right now. Text RECORD, R-E-C-O-R-D, to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 for your chance to win. The Adams Ticket app, you'll love it. That's where you go to browse movie titles, buy tickets, and much, much more. In a moment, more on Trump on the offense, Biden on the defense. Ahead, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 94.1 FM, 93.1 FM, and still on AM 540. Headlines right now, Melissa just handed me this fresh Trump tweet. As president, I have an obligation to end corruption, even if that means requesting the help of a foreign country or countries. It is done all the time. This has nothing, he tweets, to do with politics or a political campaign against the Bidens. This does have to do with their corruption. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. And that tweet is really in response to what came out yesterday from the uh, chair of the Federal Election Commission, Ellen Weintraub, who posted, let me make it very clear to the American public and anyone running for public office, it is illegal, it's a violation of federal law, she writes, for any person to solicit, accept, or receive anything of value from a foreign national in connection with a U.S. election. That's a, that That's federal law according to the head of the Federal Election Commission. But, see, Trump isn't seeing it that way. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you know, and, and he said in, a, in an earlier tweet, Yaffe, uh, as president of the United States, I have an absolute right, perhaps even a duty, to investigate or have investigated corruption. And that would include asking or suggesting other countries to help us out. You know, and, and that, that, that is the case he's making here, that um, you can't impeach him for this. Right. Because it's not what the Democrats are claiming that it is. Didn't the Hillary Clinton campaign receive receive information from a British agent? Uh, it was a oh, dossier. Oh yes, a uh, steal, I believe, mm-hmm. might have yeah, been. Yeah, isn't the that name. foreign help? Too? Well, well, no, but that doesn't count. No, they because, paid for it. No, because that's the Democrats. And it's they okay paid for, it. for them. It's a transaction. Was yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, just yeah. checking. Yeah, I'm just thanks. I appreciate that. I know you're going to be talking about all of this and more. That unfolds today, and I think it's going to be an explosive day on the impeachment front. And so it is that Trump, with his stand on this, that it's all about investigating corruption. It has nothing to do with throwing dirt on an opponent, even though the corruption with the Ukraine and beyond, he says, you know, the Bidens have got real, real problems. So if they get caught up in it, okay, fine, but that's not the big problem here. I want to make sure countries we're giving aid to and doing business with are doing what they can to root out corruption from within their borders. And if it involves corruptions involving Americans or Americans who hold political office or Americans who happen to be running for president against this president, that doesn't matter. That's not the primary focus, and the president is doing what the president has not only the right but the duty to do. So Trump went out on offense yesterday and uh, put Biden on the defense and the Democrats as well. You know, when he talked about the situation with Ukraine and then came China. If they were honest about it, they'd start a major investigation into the Biden. And by the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Biden. Because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with uh, with Ukraine. Now, uh, do you think that the wheels are coming off the Democrats' impeachment efforts here? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Uh, I think yesterday was a strong day for, for Trump's side of the argument. Uh, Biden on the defense here, conceding he has talked with his son Hunter about his business dealings in the Ukraine and elsewhere more frequently than old Joe had previously said. Mr. Trump and his hatchet men, and the special interest funding his attacks against me, 
I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to destroy me, and you're not going to destroy my family. I talked to my son. Uh, I, I, we've, we've communicated. He lives out in California. We communicated a couple times. Uh, but look, uh, there is zero, 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 zero evidence of any assertion being made. All right. Be that as it may. Um, interesting, though, that the Democrats, it appears, Alan, did not get what they wanted from the former Ukraine envoy who resigned recently, Kurt Volker. I'm getting dizzy, bud, trying to follow this whole story. There's a different angle every 10 minutes, it seems like. It's making my head hurt. It takes a lot to overload me, but this is, we're real close to the brink. There's so much coming at us right now. We're doing our best to sort it out and present it to you. And uh, Yaffe, what do we see coming in on that text line? Yeah, one person says, I'm sick of this Democratic impeachment mess against Trump. I did not vote for Obama, but I respected him in the office for eight years. It's time for people to grow up. Another one mentioned something I was talking to Michael about off air. It says uh, Pelosi's son, Paul Jr., was knee deep in Ukraine and Russia businesses as well, which I was looking into. And it looks like, yeah, uh, more of that. And more, more to come. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted you're with us on a lovely Friday morning. Um, Much to come. We're going to get into flight shaming, which is an interesting thing that's taking hold around the world and talk about it with you. However, however, first of all, Alan's going to take you back to a hot talker earlier in the show. Very interesting story concerning the top politician in Apopka. The mayor of Apopka getting a $52,000 pay raise starting November 1st. The city council members there approved the increase unanimously after a salary study indicated that Brian Nelson was underpaid. And Nelson says he'll accept the extra money, even though he campaigned on a promise to take half of the mayor's salary, which had been $150,000 $150,000 a year. He was making something less than that, but now he's going to jump ahead of that. Yeah, and he campaigned on that, and I think attracted a lot of votes because you don't hear that from politicians. Nope. I'll cut my pay in half, and now he takes the fifty-two grand. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Florida Highway Patrol trooper who died in a crash on State Road 408 in Orlando is laid to rest. And he loved heavy metal and making meat with his closest friends. Video games and Star Wars, his family, both FHP and blood. Holding back tears, the fiancé of Tracy Vickers spoke to the hundreds of law enforcement officers who attended the service at the First Baptist Church of Orlando. Vickers died last Friday when his cruiser rammed the back of a truck carrying construction barrels, and that crash is still under investigation. A Coast Guard crew is responsible for rescuing two people after a double chopper crash in Polk County. A gyrocopter made a hard landing yesterday in a swamp in Fort Meade, and so did a sheriff's office helicopter responding to the scene. Both pilots survived, but they were up to their chests in mud. Coast Guard crew members from Air Station Clearwater flew to the scene, and the pilots were airlifted in rescue buckets that were lowered from another helicopter. A new survey finds that Florida's vaccination rate is among the worst in the nation. Florida ranks toward the bottom of this list. It ranks 49th out of all 50 states plus D.C. Yeah, and analyst Jill Gonzalez with WalletHub says the anti-vaccine movement is not the main reason. Instead, Gonzalez says we're 49th because so many Floridians lack health insurance. 
It was a dramatic NFC West showdown on Thursday Night Football. Down to the wire, but the Seattle Seahawks survive. Zerline missed it. Joe Buck there on Fox. The LA Rams trying to ice the win with a 44-yard field goal attempt with 15 seconds remaining in regulation from Greg Zerline. But the kick goes wide right as the Seahawks hang on to beat the Rams 30-29. to The Hawks regaining the lead late with a Russell Wilson touchdown pass to Chris Carson, one of four on the night for Wilson, followed up by a Tedrick Thompson interception off Jared Goff, and then Zerline's missed field goal to bring Seattle to 4-1 on the season. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And elsewhere... High pollen counts have violent criminals reaching for the tissue box instead of their weapons. A study published in the Journal of Health Economics finds that on days where the pollen count is high, there's a 4% reduction in violent crime. The study's authors say that when there's a lot of pollen in the air, all people, including criminals, are more likely to stay home. They also say that pollen makes people tired Reportedly, fatigue can, among other things, diminish a person's anger and can also reduce the satisfaction someone feels when they commit a crime. So we need more pollen. More pollen, no. less crime. I was going to say, it makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Hey, <laughs> I don't boss, think it would work for what's me. What's the pollen count today here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just so miserable. I just don't feel up to robbing the bank today, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tired. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bring on the pollen. A California company is a step closer to making space history at Cape Canaveral. Thanks to investments from actor Jared Leto and billionaire Mark Cuban, Relativity Space says it has secured the funding needed to develop a rocket made almost entirely of 3D printed parts. Oh my. The company hopes to launch the first ever 3D printed rocket as early as next year. They say with 3D printing they can build a rocket in about two months. Yeah, if you remember when you and I went out to a local firm here at the dawn of 3D printing, and what did yeah. they print up? They printed up a, a keychain. <laughs> and now we're talking <laughs> I about still rockets. Have that. We're talking, so do I. They're still talking about rockets. Yeah. Finally, in southwest Florida, a Collier County couple will have quite a story to tell their daughter one day about the day she was born. A sheriff's deputy stopped a driver for speeding this week, but after approaching the car, he realized a woman inside was in labor. That's why they were speeding. Deputy Robert Pounds leapt into action, retrieving latex gloves and a blanket from his cruiser, and then helping the couple inside deliver the baby. All right. Congratulations. You got a little girl. And Deputy Pounds says the baby gave him a reassuring sign. She gripped my forefinger, which really made me feel good because it was a night tie squeeze, and Uh, and I knew she was going to be okay. EMS arrived to cut the cord, and mom and child are doing fine. Love our police. They're awesome. Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. Flight shaming. Do you know what that is? Are you engaging in it? We'll talk about it. And we have the new jobs numbers. They are stunners coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. The September, forgive me, the September jobs report has just been handed to me right now. 
More bad news for the Democrats. Things aren't going well on the impeachment front. And now the unemployment rate has fallen to 3.5%, the lowest in this country since December of 1969. It was 3.7. It's 3.5 now. Um, Jobs created fell a little short of expectations. They expected 145,000 payrolls rose by 136,000 jobs. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. To the loony left file we go. And this is being driven by liberals over in Europe, including this um, 15-year-old Swedish girl, Greta Thunberg. She showed up at the United Nations and all of this. She is uh, one of the ones, believe it or not, she's like 15 or 16, driving what's become a worldwide movement. It's called flight shaming. They want us to fly less, take fewer commercial flights than we do, so the demand will drop and the airlines will put fewer of these polluting jetliners in the sky. And a new survey, it's called flight shaming, A new survey from the Swiss bank UBS shows that flight shaming, the practice of pointing out that air travel is environmentally atrocious because of all of that jet fuel that's spewed out, the carbon footprint every time a plane flies. After surveying more than 6,000 people in the U.S., Germany, France, and the U.K., UBS found that 21% of the people had actually reduced the number of flights they took over the last year out of concern for the environment. A surprising 24% of U.S. air travelers have started to change their flying habits over environmental concerns. They have been flight-shamed, Yaffe. Flight-shamed. What do you think? Well, I mean, in one way, you got to... Give them some credit. They're standing up for what they believe in. You know, we hear about all these climate conferences where these big billionaires complain about climate change and they all fly in their private jets to these events. So when people in those things stop flying, then maybe I'll understand. Hey, Melissa, on the uh, text line, there's a related text about that, the Hollywood crowd that's always (laughs) into this carbon footprint stuff. I only flight shame celebrities or flag scam which uh, who are telling me that I need to reduce my carbon footprint. Wow, they are flying to green conferences and other such nonsense. What do you think of flight shaming? Mm, I think it's, uh, well, shame, first of all, is a personal response, bud. Um, and I don't think we should force that onto others. It doesn't create behavior change. It, it kind of invokes a pushback, if you will. Maybe positive reinforcement, constructive examples. Like when Greta, the gal, uh, Thunberg, came to Washington. She came to the U.N., right? Yeah. People were stuck in a traffic jam in their cars for hours. I can only imagine the fumes. You know, yeah. And you know what I was thinking? I just flew recently up to New York on vacation and back again, all right? And then there's one of these discount airlines. I think it took a legion up out of Sanford, came back on Frontier to OIA. It was about 65 or 70 bucks for each flight. Unbelievable. Think about that. Now think about the carbon footprint of the 200 people who were in that plane with the Budman here if they had all decided to drive from Orlando to Syracuse, New York, and then back again 
in their polluting cars. I mean, give well, me a break. What Greta would tell you is don't go. Yeah. You should stop traveling. Yeah. You stop you eating meat. I love childhood. that little Swedish girl. Yeah, you all must stay in your house. How dare you, bud, Don't get travel. Out, ride your bike to Syracuse. How dare you. You know, how many times <laughs> have you flown this year? Because three is makes you considered a frequent flyer. So really? you could be flight shamed. Oh, yeah. If you th- fly more than three times. And then you've got people across the pond in the UK that make an international trip once or twice a year to see family and yeah. such. So that's a horrible idea. Yeah, I think we should go back to ships instead of flying overseas. And you know what? While we're out there, no, we they got to should... be sailing ships, man. You got those gigantic exactly. diesel engines yeah, on a boat. Like, we can't be revving know, those up. Yeah, like they had in like the Pirates of the Caribbean movie or something. Hey, we, we, we sail. And then, you know, if we need energy, instead of getting fossil fuels, we should hunt the whales again. Are there and any get the, boy, the whale blubber oh. and use that for lighting? No, no, no. no. We gotta, no. Let's do that no. again. Well, no, fossil fuels are killing the planet. You guys are really getting into this. Are so, there any hydrogen-powered airplanes? Yeah, the Hindenburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out too well, did it? Very well for them, yes. <laughs> Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Anybody? Have you have you been flight shamed? Is there any part of you that at any point in time has said, I don't know, I better not take that overseas trip or that trip up north here because I'm putting too much carbon into the air? Really? Really? They say in this survey, 24% of Americans have reduced the number of flights they take strictly because of their concern about the environment. They have been flight shamed, and their behavior, the survey says, has been changed. Where are you on flight shaming? This headline off the jobs report comes in the form of a fresh Trump tweet Melissa just handed me from the president. Breaking news, unemployment rated 3.5% drops to a 50-year low. Wow, America, let's impeach your president. Even though he did nothing wrong. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio WFLA Orlando. We talk a lot of a lot about a lot of big stories this morning, but I mean all of this is dwarfed by what Alan Spector faces today. No member of this staff, possibly no man alive, has faced the dilemma you face on four fronts. First of all, you know I'm a big New York Yankees fan. Huge. You're wearing the shirt today. I love the Yankees, but you're on a whole level, new level. They open the American League Division Series against the Minnesota Twins tonight. Right. At the same time... That's one. I'm a big UCF fan. Yeah. The Knights are at Cincinnati tonight. That could be be nationally televised. Could be a tough game. That's on at the same time. Oh, boy. I'm also a huge fan of WWE, <laughs> which makes its debut on Fox tonight, Friday Night SmackDown, starring The Rock. Ew. That's unbelievable. That's all happening at the same time. No DVR is going to be able to handle all of that, but it's not all you're facing here. The Yankees, UCF, and your guilty pleasure, Pro Wrestling, and it's also a special event for you. Yeah, I have mentioned a few times on the air that I'm a graduate of Orlando's Boone High School, right. which is having an all-class reunion tonight. At the same time, all these other things are happening. How are you going to do this? I don't know. 
now you can't DVR the reunion. You need to show up. That's a live event. There's nothing you got to be there for that, don't you? I was just thinking though, the reunion is in an establishment that has a lot of uh, television screens, oh. and I think two or three of those other events might be on. At the same time, I'm at the reunion. You won't want to talk to anybody at your own reunion. Well, I didn't want to anyway. (laughs) You'll you'll get it all done at once. I will be very impressed if you get all of this done at once. Yeah, I told told Bud off the air. I'm a bit overwhelmed. I may just go home and pull the covers over my head. (laughs) Check back later. Yeah. Hey, you want to go see a movie tonight, Alan? Go see the Joker? Let's go to the Joker. (laughs) Make it five. Make it Uh, I mean, go do that, yeah? Yeah, I would would love to see the Joker. To do? On opening night, yeah. <laughs> He's going to have a breakdown. We'll never, <laughs> he'll be a mess when mm. we get him back you on know, Monday. And, and the weird thing is, what? normally I have nothing to do. <laughs> I have no social life. I have nothing going on, you know, and uh, it's just me and the dachshunds. You know, and, and about 8.30, it's daddy's going to bed. Here we go, guys. <laughs> this is crazy. Wow. What do you guys got going this weekend? What's, it, what's new and exciting? Anything? You mm, got to watch UCF really. tonight. Yeah. I guess hang out with a girlfriend too. Yeah, you know? Steffi. Uh huh. I'm gonna see That's if the Gators it. actually can beat Auburn and keep their streak up. I don't know. Fingers crossed. And of course, the Patriots have. It's not a bye week, but they might as well. Stop. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about my Washington Redskins now. It is like a bye week yeah. for the Patriots. <laughs> the Dolphins are on a bye week, so I don't have anyone to pick on. But uh, <laughs> so that's my week, and then church, of course. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, you know, I'm looking forward to the Gator game right here on WFLA, your Gator Nation station. Pre-game tomorrow on the Auburn game. I mean, this is a huge game. They're both top 10 and undefeated. It is at 12:30 with kickoff here tomorrow on WFLA at 3:30. That's exciting. Yeah, a lot of people have thought the Gators are uh, ranked higher than they should be and have been all season. This is a chance for them to prove they belong in the top ten. Oh, yeah, this will be the test. And one of the biggest games uh, we've seen the Gators play in, in I think, quite a number of years. Uh, Yaffe, you're not done yet here this morning. I'm, you know, riding off into the sunrise here this morning for my weekend, but you'll be back this afternoon for the ride home. Yeah, Alan, do you want to come do PM Orlando with me tonight? You don't um, have anything else to do. No, yeah, I'm wide open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, PM Orlando is tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, we'll continue to see what happens on the impeachment front. Also, if there's any local breaking news, if Alan releases what he decides to do tonight, yeah. we'll cover it on PM Orlando. <laughs> the world awaits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have fun, Alan. Thanks. Have fun. Let me tell you something, with the unemployment numbers at 3.5%, if this economy stays anywhere near where it is right now, even though it has a few weak spots, um, this president will be unbeatable, and the Democrats know it. And I think that this is the desperate flailing of a party that hates him and can't figure out how to get rid of him and believes they have no one who can beat him at the ballot box. And if the economy stays strong and with the president's um, communication skills, I'm telling you, it's the ultimate Democrat nightmare. At any rate, that'll do it for a very busy week. Thanks for coming along for the ride. For Alan Yaffe and Melissa the Budman, thanks, God bless you, and God bless America.